3: It's time for Clipson Sports Talk with Lawton Swan. Ready, set. Just call me Swanny. Tiger Styles. Tiger Styles. It is our number two. That's right. right here on the show that shakes the Southland. If you're watching, share. If you're sharing messages, give us your thoughts on any topics that we get to here on the program today. Our website, ClemsonSportsTalk.com, the most digital content covering your Clemson Tigers. If you've never been to the site, go check out the site. I think you will be quite impressed. Consider joining, get a free membership, get a premium membership. It's really up to you. Look, I, I, I believe our product's worth eighteen cents a day. Like somebody screams sometime on on social media, they'll be like, "Why is it your site free?" I'm like, dude, the the does McDonald's just give away? hamburgers for free uh, i'm trying to i gotta live too i gotta eat too so look if you think it's worth 18 cents a day come join us clemson if you don't get a free membership that's fine too i'm not gonna make you you don't have to go eat at mcdonald's you choose to i would like you to choose to come be a part and support us on clemson sports hall.com william qualkenbush is here every week for us on the radio i think he's worth 18 cents today qualk what's going on buddy I would say that's a generous estimate, but I'm
4: glad that you overshot <laughs> the mark once again and overselling your audience about the value of the segment. I really appreciate that.
3: Well, look, we we had Ryan McGee on earlier, so we'll split the difference. He's worth a you know he's worth thirty cent, and we'll give you the other uh, changes left over. How about that?
4: Okay, that works. <laughs> that's I'm, I'm good with that. I'm good to split the difference with uh, with Ryan McGee. That that puts me in pretty high company there. So yeah, I'll, I'll take it.
3: Thanks, buddy. Hey, listen, Qualk, Uh, first and foremost, um, there was college football on this weekend. And I, I was one of the people that said we would not see college football this year. And I thought we'd move it to the spring. And I'm more hopeful now than I have been. I feel like I'm the Mac Brown of hopefulness at this point with college football. That was great to watch, wasn't it? Even though it was FCS and it was ugly at times.
4: Oh, it was incredible. I mean, think think about this, okay? Think about this. You actually got to see on the first play from scrimmage (laughs) in an actual college football game, you got to see a load option Swanee with the guard who pulled the opposite way from the play like they had been working on this little misdirection all year long. It was beautiful. It was absolutely brilliant to watch. I brought a tear to my eye. That's what I'm talking about. And then like a minute to go in a game, you get a fade down in the end zone. Everybody has fade. Except in 2020, when we love the fade, the fade is our friend, right? Because it's football. It's a football play. So you love all football plays. You used to hate the fade. Now we we have to love it because it's football. It was was glorious. I, I can't say it any other way. It was a glorious thing to be watching college football in the year 2020 on my television and have it be a good, compelling game. We don't deserve this this year, frankly.
3: Yeah, I was I was thrilled just to have it on. And, you know, I for whatever reason, I, I got busy doing something. So I, I got about three-fourths of the game in. But, I mean, just to – look, I'm not a baseball guy. It's been great to watch some baseball. I, I, I really don't get into the NBA until the playoffs, and I'm finding that maybe part of that uh, is really the home environments because it's not spectacular without fans. But I'm enjoying what I'm watching, and I, I'm glad we got to see college football.
4: Yes, I, I would I would echo those sentiments. I think I think the NBA in hindsight, I, I know what they tried to do. I understand it. It did not work. Uh, to try to sort of rig a system where, oh, Zion can get in. Did you guys see this? Zion, hey, he's still mathematically not eliminated. So you should totally watch because he might get in the playoffs. And if he does, oh man, he can be in the playoffs. They shouldn't have started with the playoffs. Yeah. I feel like they lost all the momentum because, you know, baseball started and they did something brand new. And it was new all the way through. This college football season is going to be new. It's going to go all the way through brand new. With the NBA, they started with like a weird two and a half week regular season roundup and then the exact same for the playoffs. And that that goes to your point like when you watch the NBA playoffs, you expect to see the exact same thing that you saw in the regular season except for bigger, better, faster, stronger, everything. Everything just a little bit notched up and the crowd a little bit geeked up. You don't expect to see playoff games played in an environment as intense as a regular season. And I think if they had just started with the playoffs and made it almost feel like an AAU tournament rather than start with what amounted to basically pool play in an AAU tournament and then go into the bracket portion, I feel like that would have been a lot better. Um, So I'm with you on the baseball and I'm with you um, to a certain extent on the NBA except for I just feel like it's missing that extra little bit of oomph because of how weird the calendar – NHL, NHL, which plays the same time of year as the NBA, just said, "I ah, screw it, we're just going to start the playoffs. <laughs> it's been pretty compelling. I mean, it has. It's been pretty compelling because we, we weren't treated to two and a half weeks of, all right, so what are we doing here? Like, no, one, no one's moving up or down the standings. we got a bunch of teams that probably don't deserve to be here. Zion's not are playing. Why don't we just go ahead and start the playoffs already? I think the NBA is is really hurting because of that.
3: Yeah, and I think too we're we're starting to see just the way some of these guys are playing. And I believe me and you talked about it. Uh, what was that last week or two weeks ago? The fact that all these venues that they're playing in are the same. We're we're beginning to see some guys that maybe aren't typically as proficient offensively become very prof- proficient uh, in those arenas.
4: Yeah, I mean, think about, you know, Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell. I mean, they're trading 50-point performances like it's nothing in a playoff series where, you know, it, it doesn't really matter who the home team is. Uh, they're going out and playing in the same floor every single night. They're playing the same, you know, right. same sort of sight line, same everything every single night. So the the opportunity to have greatness is a little more – I guess it's a, it's a little more consistent in terms of the opportunity and so when we see greatness, it, it almost is is a little bit more consistently expected from night to night. Like, Jamal Murray is having the type of postseason that, like, I mean, you're comparing him to, like, Michael Jordan yeah. and Bill Russell and people like that. I mean, that's, that's silliness. There's no reason for that, except for <laughs> that if you play well one game in this bubble, you're going to reasonably expect to play well in all the games.
3: Yeah. Yeah yeah it's 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 a be it's a bizarre phenomenon that I think we're beginning to see exist Jamal Murray being uh maybe one of those uh guys that's really kind of figured it out and and you're seeing that it it's you know we talk about golfers throwing darts sometimes with the way they can get locked in and tuned in it, it would essentially be if a great golfer you know Tiger woods had to play the first hole eighteen times versus all eighteen holes i mean He'd, he'd do really well. He'd, he'd really you know adjust, and that's what you're seeing from these shooters. William Qualkenbush is on Twitter, at Qualk Talk, and I know we did bring that up last week, but it has not changed, and it's pretty uh, impressive to see. Qualk, a big name, staying with basketball for just a minute, and a big name uh, collegiately in basketball, uh, passing away over the weekend. I haven't even had a chance for passing away earlier today. I haven't even had a chance to address it. John Thompson, uh, legendary coach at Georgetown You know, he was a guy that was always about social uh, issues and and trying to be on the right side of history when it came down to those things. When I was growing up, he had Matumbo, he had Alonzo Mourning, he had Patrick Ewing. I mean, he was one of the dominant big men coaches in college basketball. What sort of your reaction to the news of his passing earlier?
4: Well, it's really sad when you think about that era of coach, uh, not just John Thompson, but also you know Lute Olson passing away a couple of days ago. That's a great point. And yeah. uh, you know you've got two guys who were giants in the industry, really for for different reasons. Lute Olson took Iowa to a Final Four. He took Arizona to multiple Final Fours. He is twelfth uh, all time in wins. Uh, John Calipari is going to pass him. Patino is probably going to pass him. Mark Few is up there and may pass him at some point soon, uh, probably this year. Um, but, I mean, it's a guy that's still that's sitting in 12th, hadn't coached in a dozen years with a bunch of really talented coaches right behind Rick Barnes is right behind him on that list. And so, Lute Olsen just won a lot of games. He made 23 consecutive NCAA tournaments at Arizona. He missed his first year and never missed after that. Again, went to some Final Fours, won a national championship, was a gold standard at a program that had not been great John Thompson, same thing. Not only did he make Georgetown relevant, they were good enough when they joined the Big East to join the league. And in year one, they won the conference regular season and the conference tournament. And he was one of the iconic figures that really was – he epitomized the, the Big East in the early years where you've got, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, Luke, Karnaseka Luke Karnaseka at sure. John, you got Raleigh Nassimino at Villanova. You've got DePaul with uh, with a couple of, of great coaches there. Bayheim DePaul. up at
3: Syracuse. Oh, yeah.
4: Bayheim. You've got Jim Calhoun. you got all these guys, right? And Thompson was in that mix, and he, he was controversial. He was feisty. He didn't mind making enemies. He would fight for his players. He fought for their opportunities. There's a great story that's online right now about him putting his finger in the face of a local drug kingpin and saying, like, you know, with a few choice words added in there, (laughs) don't come around our players ever again. And, uh, you know, Urban Legend says it's the only time that anybody ever stood up to the guy without some significant repercussions. And that's the type of sway that John Thompson had and the type of force that he had. Of course, he's also 6'10", so that helped. And then (laughs) not only that, I mean, you think about it, his son probably should have been fired at Georgetown for performance reasons. And wasn't for a few years because of the influence that John Thompson still had yeah. institutionally like 15 years after he uh, after he stepped away. I, that's the type of personality John Thompson had. He was still doing broadcasting and still being good in the game. So I think both those guys for very different reasons and, and sort of with very different approaches uh, to the game with uh, Lute Olsen maybe more in the in the realm of guards. When you think about, you know, Jason Kidd and Jason Terry. And and guys like that, David Stoudemeyer, and then uh, and then of course John Thompson. We know about Allen Iverson, but for the most part, it's the big men, the Matombos, and the Mornings, and the Ewings, and things like that.
3: You know, you brought up Luke Carnesecca. There was a great story, and I'm I'm trying to get it right. And if I mess it up, and you know it better than I do, feel free to correct me. But so Thompson was, like you said, he was kind of divisive in a lot of ways. He was definitely going to stand up for his players. Maybe for Clemson fans listening, kind of like Rick Barnes. He was going to do what's right. He didn't care if it was Dean Smith he had to run up against. He didn't care if it was Coach K. I mean, Rick Barnes was going to do what was right for Clemson. And John Thompson had that same mentality about his Georgetown team. And he and Luke Karnasek would go after it quite a bit. And Luke Carnesecca, I believe it was the year he was getting ready to retire. And it was before a game. And John Thompson had somehow found out... Have you heard this story? Do you know this story?
4: Uh I don't think so. Okay, so Carnaseca.
3: Yeah, so Carnaseca was known for the the um, the sweaters that he would wear, and so yes. John Thompson, even though they had been heated rivals, found out what the sweater that Carnaseca looked like was going to wear, and he had his coat buttoned up, and then right before tip off, he opened it up to reveal that he was wearing. The same sweater as Luke Carnoseca, which again, before you go on the air to bar, you need to do a little more research on it to get the exact um, semantics behind it, Qualt. But (laughs) I mean, that just tells you kind of the guy he is. Like, he was hard nosed for his team, but had tons of respect for his competition.
4: Yeah, I I think that's why he and like Jim Behan said a lot of nice stuff. I mean, they, uh, they would legit would go at it. And he and, you know, he and John Calipari did not get along. And, and he and, uh, you know, he and, uh, you know, Rick Pitino butted heads sometimes. And, and I just talked about that. He and Jim Calhoun right. butted heads. I mean, this was a guy who was unafraid of, uh, you know, busting heads, cracking skulls, if it meant getting his team a little more credibility or, or a little more respect. And he was ready, willing, and able to, you know, go blow for blow with anybody. And uh, Kelly, uh, my co-host today, she brought up his uh, graduation rate for his players something like 97%. Yeah, uh, That's pretty remarkable, too, particularly the way that he changed lives in doing that. You could say there's a bit of a Dabo element to him of, you know, I mean, Alan Iverson said, thank you for saving my saving life. Saving my life, that's right. Is, that's viral. Yeah, and so, I mean, you, you, could, you could say that. Part of his mission was not just, you know, we're going to exploit these guys for basketball. We talk a lot about exploitation these days with athletes, but it was about trying to refine them and mold them into better men. In a place in D.C. that was seen as an elite institution, he brought a lot of kids from some bad situations into that elite institution, and they left better, more productive members of society, and and they didn't have to – and I'm – you know – It sounds a little weird coming from a white guy, but they they didn't have to surrender who they were, like their cultural identity in John Thompson's program in order to get that. And I think that's the uniqueness that he brought to the table.
3: William Qualkenbush is on Twitter, at Qualk Talk. Make sure you go follow him. All right, Qualk, final thing for you today, and we'll get you out of here unless you morph it into something bigger. Mike Tannenbaum, former (laughs) uh, Jets general manager, I know you know where this is going, uh, basically said he felt like Dabo Sweeney was a perfect fit, you know, at – in Jacksonville, if that job you know is available and you know ready for him to take over and move in with Trevor Lawrence and uh, all of those things, compared to him to Pete Carroll, I I just can't imagine based on what Sweeney's built at Clemson that it's ideal or even feels good to think about taking an NFL job. I'll let you have the floor.
4: Well, a couple things here. First of all, <laughs> I feel like we're getting a little willy nilly with the term "perfect." Uh clearly he's not a perfect fit because well maybe he is who knows that nobody knows that the guy's a college coach okay I don't want to sell him short by saying he's not I'm just saying why in the world would you say that he's not spent one second one solitary second of his life in the NFL he spent millions of seconds billions of seconds in college football as a player and coach so we know he works in college football. We don't know that he's a perfect fit in the NFL. It would it would be totally take it ain't a hand in glove fit. Okay, if, if he goes to the NFL, somebody's going to be taking a chance. You would argue that Steve Spurrier seemed like a perfect fit for the NFL, where he's going to revolutionize offense. Well, it didn't work that way. We've seen that uh, you know fly back and forth not work way more times than it has worked over the years. The second thing is. I don't know why Dabo would be so tight at the hip with Trevor Lawrence that he would follow Trevor to the NFL. To me, there was a better chance that whoever drafted Deshaun Watson uh, could get Dabo because of the, the bond that Deshaun and Dabo have. I'm not trying to minimize what Dabo and Trevor have, but when you talk to fans, when you even you know just bring up Deshaun to, to Dabo, you feel like there's that special connection with the guy who was the first one to win a national championship, and I'm not sure that there's that strong emotional connection. So I thought it was weird that Tannenbaum tried to, to sort of bind Dabo and Trevor at the hip. I mean, it's not like Trevor is some CJ Spiller type figure that Dabo plucked from, you know, out of nowhere and, and took Clemson to a national championship. I don't know why he would think that those would, would go together. And then there's another part of this that's really interesting, and that is why would Dabo leave the best job in college football right. where he's making $9 million a year in Pickens County, South Carolina, and take the worst job in pro football where he might make $9 million a year, get fired after two years, and then right. he's out of the job in college? Yes. Why would he do that? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make no. any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Listen, I, it, it, it sounds wonderful to try to pair a quarterback with their coach, and we're just we're going to do that. Uh, no, this is not – basketball recruiting in AAU, this is not Michael Porter's dad being hired at, at Missouri. This is not like you right. hire a coach from a high school staff and you get to recruit the best player. That's not what this would be. You literally don't have to do that. And, and also, let's be clear about something, too. Brandon Streeter is a quarterback. Dabo does a great job with all his players. I think mean, he's better that than know people think. Brandon Streeter is a quarterback's coach. Dabo Sweeney's never been an offensive coordinator why people think that Dabo Sweeney is going to just automatically keep on developing Trevor Lawrence by himself without the rest of that staff behind him at the pro level and that that's the way to proceed. I just think if everybody does this, if this is something everybody does, it would be with a lot more unanswered questions than answered questions, and that is not the way it was framed by Mike Tanamoff today.
3: Dude, you're all over it. It's I mean, if it was the best job in the NFL in a 10-year deal, Maybe. But you're not going to that job minus four net now too. It's a dumpster fire. Qualk. They could move to
4: London tomorrow. We don't even know, Bonnie. <laughs> we keep hearing that that uh you know the owner is, is gonna is gonna look to move him to London. Why would Davo? We talk. Davo would be such a fish out of water. They'd have to make a sitcom about him if they moved to London. <laughs> that would, that would be funny. Like we'd have to laugh, or else we'd cry as Clemson fans because we wouldn't get him as coach and he would be in London with a three and 13 football team that spends half a week on planes. That that would not be great.
3: Unbelievable. You're right. Qual. Hey buddy. Always appreciate you, man. Enjoy the week. You too, Swanee. Appreciate being with you. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Always. He's on Twitter at QualTalk, uh, <laughs> a sitcom. Hello, Dabo. <laughs> is that, the, is that my, is that the best British accent you got, Swanee? I don't know. Oh, hello, Dabo. Welcome to London, English.
5: Who needs that? I'm never going to England.
3: <laughs> Dab, can you imagine Dabo sweetie having to coach in Europe? Oh my goodness! Appreciate Kwalky, again he's on Twitter at KwaltTalk. We hit a break. We bounce back right after this.
5: Here's your chance to win $1,000. Text the nationwide keyword CASH to 200, 200 You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's CASH to 200, 200. A grand in your hand. That would help out a ton. Winner. amazing. (laughs) After winner. This will be very helpful. After winner. Definitely keep me going until I hopefully go back to work soon. You could be next.
0: This helps a lot.
5: Your chance to win $1,000 is coming up.
6: Listen for your CUDA text on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Fox Sports Radio 1400 traffic.
5: A look at the road shows a wreck on I 20 eastbound near the Highway 1
3: exit. Also an accident on Killian Road at I 77. The 103.5 FM WVOC traffic tip line is 343-1055.
1: This report is sponsored by Unbound.org. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at Unbound.org.
5: This is Dan from Imagine Dragons, and this is why I vote. At the end of the day, what really matters is that you voted and you put that vote uh, and registered that vote into the system um, because otherwise you're just talking and actions are what matter. Every experience I've ever had has been really positive. Everybody feels like they're a part of something bigger than themselves and walk away feeling like you've done your duty.
2: iHeartRadio's Radio's Why I'm Voting Countdown to Election Day. Your vote is your voice. Now, why are you voting? Well, we all have a reason. You know voting is important, but having the passion to make a real difference, that's just plain sexy. So check out the new podcast from iHeartRadio and Axe called Why I'm Voting, where you'll hear more reasons to vote. Because today, more than ever, why you're voting matters. iHeartRadio's Why I'm Voting Countdown to Election Day. Your vote is your voice.
1: Hey, golfers. Have you been to the golf capital of the world yet? Myrtle Beach Golf offers a variety of custom packages featuring nearly 80 courses. Golfers have the option to create the exact experience they're looking for. Plus, Myrtle Beach Golf provides top-notch accommodations with over 15 resorts, all guaranteed to be a hole-in-one. Come join us for a short drive away in Myrtle Beach for your best golf trip by par. Book now at MyrtleBeachGolf.com.
3: Many people never believe that they will need a lawyer to help them navigate our legal system. Then one day, you need just that. When you've been injured, the deck is stacked against you and you need an advocate to stand up for your rights. William Alexander focuses his practice on assisting those who have been injured in car wrecks and other personal injuries, helping you get your life back on track. Call today for your case strategy, 803-571-0039, or visit them online, whalawoffice.com. The law office of William H. Alexander is licensed in South Carolina and. In Georgia, principally located at 222 Main Street in Barnwell.
1: You're two, I'm responding
6: to possible carbon monoxide poisoning.
3: Carbon monoxide is an odorless, colorless,
2: tasteless gas that kills more than 500 Americans every year. Never use generators, grills, camp stoves, or other gasoline or charcoal burning devices inside your home, basement, or garage, or near a window. If it's cold, stay with friends or family, or in a shelter. To learn more, call
0: 1-800-CDC-INFO. For victims of drunk and drug driving, our grief is unique, but you are not alone. MAD is here to help. Call our 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit MAD.org. That's M-A-D-D dot O-R-G.
6: Looking for South Carolina's favorite country? You'll find it at 97.5 WCOS.
3: Always great catching up with William in Again, he's on Twitter at Kwok Talk. Thank you again to Ryan McGee. So uh, both of those guys were really good uh, today. And again, uh, Ryan McGee's book, uh, Sidelines and Bloodlines. I, I can't wait uh, to, to get my hands on it and, and check it out. I'm, I'm telling you, uh, Ryan is a, a jam up guy. And uh, to write a book, yeah, you know, as I you know think about it, man, that would be a real dream. I'm not even a writer. Like if you told me in high school that I'd tell you at some point, I think I might write a book. I, please, no way. All right, so lots to get to here uh, on the Monday edition, and we've only got about a half an hour to do it. So let's go ahead and dive on in. Uh, first and foremost, the news around. College football and players opting out. We mentioned Jamar Chase earlier. Memphis All American running back Kenneth Gainwell opts out of the 2020 season, according to reports uh, that came out on Sunday. And again, I think as a fan at this point, you you have to go at this with, I think, bated breath on every player on your roster. To, I mean, honestly, in any player that's potentially eligible for the NFL, Um, you know, it's just, it's something that you've got to keep in the back of your mind. Now, for Gamewell, it's a little bit more personal because the pandemic, Uh, His family's lost four members from contracting the virus, including an uncle whose funeral this past weekend. Um, You know, his dad said that he decided that he didn't want to take any chances with the coronavirus going on. You don't want to look back out there. You don't want to get back out there and get sick and bring it to us his brothers and his teammates. So, you know, they say he's not yet made his decision of what he'll do. Or if he'll enter the 2021 NFL Draft, uh, they've got him listed according to the Athletic as the number four draft, uh, the number four running back uh, in the draft behind Journey Brown at Penn State, Travis Etienne at Clemson, and Chuba Hubbard at Oklahoma State. So we're talking about a you know a, a star, and saying thanks but no thanks. Again, lots of issues with COVID nineteen in his family, but I I really think that. As close as we get to kickoff, uh, much like we said that the Big Ten and the Pac-12 should have waited, I don't think there's any reason to believe that Clemson players, South Carolina players, whoever you want to talk about, there's no reason not to think that these guys won't pull the cord. And I opt out at Clemson on September the 11th. I mean, there's a real, there's a real chance that that could be the case. It could be the day before Wake Forest and Travis Etienne could go, yeah, I've really been thinking about it. I don't think it's going to happen. And I can't.
1: Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.
3: Can't give you any assurances that guys still won't leave. I know you want to believe they won't, but the truth is, at this point, much like I think those leagues should have done, these players can still do. And Jamar Chase opting out at LSU. Peaks my interest more into, you know, would a Travis Etienne, would a Trevor Lawrence, would a big name player on a power team step away now? I think what we see is the answer to that is yes. And when I brought that up about LSU, people were saying on Twitter culture, you know, that just shows you what's going on there. But I I think that you got to respect these young players and their right to choose and the decision that they make. And so far be it from me or you or anybody else to begrudge a kid for deciding not to play. But I do think that where we are right now, if the day before the Wake Forest game, Clemson has somebody opt out, that shouldn't be for you considered like a shocking deal. Whether it's a kid that's going to play a lot, whether it's a kid that's going to play a little, whether it's a kid that's going pro, whether it's a kid that's got more years, that freebie season has opened things up for these guys. If they want to, like, I first saw it as a chance for the guys that were in the other leagues who didn't want to play to have an extra year in case they set out the whole year if they played and got sick, I mean, all of those things. But the more you look at it, this freebie season really empowers these young men to choose to do what they want to do. Sorry. To do what they want to do. That's what this does. And while I, you know, you, you write articles with the greatest intentions of This is who you're going to see on the gridiron. This is what we think it's going to look like in 2020 at Clemson. These are the guys that we're we're watching step forward. There is no certainty. There hasn't been certainty in 2020 all year. And getting closer to the college football season, to me, I feel a little more certain we'll play. I'm not sure who'll play and what players will keep going. And to think that guys could back out right up until the kickoff it is not something that I would just fall on the floor and go, what? Player X, player Y stepped away the day before the game? How is that possible? Like, it's, it's not a place that I think I could get at this point. I'm I'm pretty much open to recognizing that on September the 11th, I could have to publish an article on ColumbusSportsTalk.com that says, this player's done. He's not going to play this year. It's not a fun place to be, but I think that's where you need to be. I think you need to get there. I'm not telling you, you gotta walk around to the water cooler to and go, oh, Swanee said Travis Etienne's not gonna play this year. That's no, that's not the conversation we're having. What I am having is is that if Travis Etienne on September the eleventh were to come out and say, Yeah, I'm gonna I'm not gonna play this year, you shouldn't be sitting there thinking
5: That is ridiculous.
3: Because that's not where we are anymore. We're at a point where these guys, again, like ETN, it might not affect him going to the NFL or, or with a coming back because he could go to the NFL, but there are players that could just choose to do it just for the sake of doing it.
1: Stay with us. Welcome to Poll USA, fair election edition. In a time of incredible technological ability and security, why go manual? For the latest opinions, direct from the Zippo USA app. Here's Christina Staffel.
2: Many Americans have concerns about the fairness of the November elections. Do you have concerns about it? About 90% say yes, they most certainly do. And regarding the concern for voter fraud and suppression, do you think sending law enforcement to polling stations to monitor would actually prevent voter fraud? Super close zip results with 49% saying yes, it would help, but the slight majority at 51% say no, won't do anything. And Postmaster General Louis DeJoy told a House hearing that he committed to handling an expected flood of mail-in ballots.
1: The Postal Service is fully capable and committed to delivering the nation's ballots securely and on time.
2: Now, are you more concerned with mail-in ballots being delivered on time or by the fraud potential of what they contain? At 83%, most are concerned with what is being mailed, not when. And do you believe mail-in ballots are being pushed to keep voters safe or because that method is easy to manipulate? 21% of ZipHolers believe it's all about safety, but 79% say it's so they can control the vote.
1: Thanks, Christina. Download ZipHole USA in your favorite app store today. Share your opinions and make sure your voice is heard. We'll have poll results every day on the trending topics taken directly from the Zip Act. Paid for by ZipPoll USA. Clearing but warm tonight, lows mid-70s. Tomorrow, low 90s with scattered late storms. For Channel 25, ABC Columbia, I'm Chief Meteorologist John Farley. This report is sponsored by Unbound.org. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at Unbound.org
6: iHeartRadio is the number one choice for music, radio, and podcasts, all in one. No one makes it easier to hear everything you love in one free app. Everything I need.
2: I guess one of my favorite things about the podcast is that I can download them to my phone.
6: I don't have to worry about not having internet.
2: ESPN's 30 for 30 podcast is great. My boyfriend and I love it. Any podcast you could possibly imagine is right there in front of you.
6: If you're not one of the tens of millions who have the app, download iHeartRadio for free today and start listening.
1: iHeartRadio. Hey, is that a faucet running? Nope, that's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. It is? Yeah, forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. The water comes straight from the forest to us, in fact. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. How do trees clean the air? They soak up the dirty air on their leaves, branches, and trunks, which means clean air for us. Hmm, cool. I didn't know that. Yep, but the forest does more than give us clean air and water. It gives us shade for hot days, birds to listen to, and trees to climb. Wow, that's awesome. I didn't know how cool the forest could be. Hey, let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council.
2: The American Red Cross urgently needs blood and platelet donations and asks donors to schedule an appointment to give now. Every two seconds, someone in the United States needs blood. Your blood donation is critical and can help save lives. Please schedule an appointment today. Download the Blood Donor app, visit redcrossblood.org, or call 1-800-RED-CROSS-TODAY. You can make a difference.
6: Treat your family to a weekend getaway this summer. Keep listening for 12 chances to win $1,000 every weekday on Fox Sports Radio 1400.
3: Clemson Sports Talk, Lawton Swan with you. Again, thank you. If you've never been a part of the show, welcome. If you've been a part of the show for a long time, appreciate it. ClemsonsSportsTalk.com. I hate typing. ClemsonRadio.com. That'll get you there uh, as well. Again, the Clemson Tigers preseason. Number one team in the AP and the coaches poll. And honestly, at this point, I mean, everybody's... At this point, I think most people would be more surprised if Clemson didn't make the playoffs than if they did. And that's kind of become a a little bit of an uncomfortable spot, I think, for Clemson fans because I can remember when I arrived at Clemson in 1995. And again, you're talking 14 years off of the national title, but not so far removed off some really great teams, you know, some 10 and 2 teams, some Citrus Bowl winning teams. I mean, beating the likes of Penn State, beating the likes of Oklahoma, um, really keeping your name out there in that national conversation. Florida State not yet in the Atlantic Coast Conference. And uh, it was, there was still this aura surrounding Clemson football of being like a traditional college football power. But 1995, I get to school there and good, not great. Get really bad by 98. It's, it's this level of frustration under Tommy West. My name's Tommy, Tommy West. I'm not a smart football coach. And so you go from that to Tommy Bowden and then Dabo Swinney, boom, it's like a rocket ship to the moon. But there becomes this uncomfortable place that you can get as a sports fan, and Tiger fans, you dealt with this for many years. Where every season, you know what the Gamecocks would say to you. You look at your schedule, go, hey, you know what? I think if thing go clubs away, they go undefeated and play for the national title. And and Gamecock fans are looking at you after about ten years of that. You big dummy! <laughs> it's like, okay, you're not going undefeated. Stop looking at your schedule. Like you're gonna beat Duke this year, you're not. They're gonna find a way to beat you. Stop looking at your schedule. Like you're gonna beat Wake Forest this year, you're not. They're gonna find a way to trip you up, and inevitably, that's what happened. And clubs will lose games they shouldn't lose, and you have this bitter taste in your mouth every single season. And and Dabo Swinney, incredibly, has built such consistency that. It's almost become an unavoidable fate that no matter what preseason magazine you read, no matter what website you go to, no matter what poll you look at, no matter what odds makers have, Clemson's gonna be there. Like, it went from being something that Tiger fans just did because, well, we're Tiger fans and we can find a way to win those games, get a couple of lucky breaks, to the odds that you don't make the playoffs would be more surprising to people nationally. You know, the Gamecocks are waiting on the edge of their seats, and rightfully so, for Clemson to stumble. Like, is this going to be the year? It's just going to be the year. just going to be the year they're not going to make the playoff. Like, that's kind of where you are. And of course, no matter where we look, it still continues in the athletics. Uh, national writers made their picks on who they think is going to be in the college football playoff. Stuart Mandel goes with Clemson. He says Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne uh, lead what should be another largely unstoppable offense, even without T. Higgins and Justin Ross. Isaiah Simmons is a big loss for the defense, but you know Brent Venables will have another stout unit likely to dominate most of the ACC competition. They go on to have Alabama, Georgia, and Oklahoma. Now, I will say Stewart picked Alabama to win the title. Bruce Feldman says Clemson, Oklahoma, Florida, and Alabama. He says this group has been through a lot over the last few years, and once again, the defensive coordinator Brent Venables has plenty of talent to play with up front. I think the gap between the Tigers and the rest of the ACC is large enough for them to overcome any unexpected strains on depth and could arise over the course that could arise over the course of the season. Uh, he's got Clemson winning the national championship, and he staples Clemson, Georgia, Oklahoma, Alabama. The ACC is better, and Notre Dame playing a conference schedule adds even more challenges this season. But no one is good enough yet to dethrone the Tigers. He's got Georgia winning the national title. Nicole Arbach, Clemson. Trevor Lawrence has been one of the best quarterbacks in the country for the past two years. This offseason, he also showed one of his best leaders. He's one of the best leaders in the game. Watching his third and final college football season should be a treat even with the acrobatic Justin Ross out for the year. On and on and on. Clemson, Oklahoma, Alabama, Georgia, national champion Clemson. Max Olsen, Clemson. It's going to be incredibly difficult to be dominant this fall. You see the trend here. National champ, Alabama. Matt Fortuna, Clemson. National champion, Alabama. Chris Vianney, Clemson. National champion, Clemson. So what's incredible is that you've gone from this vibe of the 1980s after the national title. This With the Lucky Land Sluts, you can get
0: lucky just about anywhere.
3: through the years of where you just felt like, okay, this could be it. Like you're kind of watching the schedule, like, okay, okay. And remember, those were even smaller schedules with no conference championship either. Right? Smaller seasons were the 11-game seasons, no conference titles. And you'd always look at it and go, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. We, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. NC State could beat them. Yep, yep. North Carolina, sure. You go through the ACC without Florida State. Maryland, yep, got them. And you always justify it. It was always, well... Got to get them next year. You know, Clemson would always... you end up losing. Well, maybe next year. Now it's gotten to the point where it's unavoidable. And it's not just an unavoidable conversation from the Clemson fans' perspective of what Clemson's going to do or could do. It's unavoidable nationally. I never will forget. I sat in this very room many years ago before we were on iHeartRadio doing a show and the question was, are we the elite And I had to ponder it. I tell this story every once in a while. I had to like, I literally had to go, are we the elite of college football? This is like seven years ago. You could see Clemson rising. You could see, you know, going through the ACC, losing maybe a game to Florida State. Maybe a game to a top 10 South Carolina team. I can remember like thinking, are we the elite? And what would it be like to be elite? Well, now you know. Now you know. Because everywhere you go, everything you read, every site, it's not hyperbole. It's not orange-shaded glasses to think Clemson's going to go undefeated and into the college football playoff. I mean, those that, that is the realism. That is realistically where you are in college football. Soak it in. Savor it. Enjoy it. Because I don't have to ponder if we are elite. They are elite. We hit a break, put a poll on the show, right after this. <laughs> For 28 years, the professional staff of the Hobbs Group and Hobbs Group Advisors has been dedicated to helping others achieve their financial goals by delivering quality, objective financial and accounting solutions to a diverse client base of individuals and businesses all over
5: South Carolina. We offer tax and audit services, bookkeeping, payroll, litigation board, employee
1: benefits, personal financial planning, investment management, and insurance services. Please call us at 803-799-0555 or visit our website, HobbsCPA.com, to learn more about our people and services.
5: 20 ribeyes for $40 in three locations around Columbia right now for a limited time. Hurry now. 20 ribeyes for $40. EBT, credit cards, debit cards, all payments accepted. Last chance to compare five-star steaks to Omaha Steak Box Steak deals and save on the ribeyes. 20 ribeyes for $40. Look for the big tent in the parking lot at Dutch Square Mall, Columbia Place Mall, and in Orangeburg right now. Also on the big truck, crazy deals on premium steak, pork, seafood, and gourmet chicken breasts. Everything must go. It's a truckload meat mania sale. Look for the big tent in the parking lot at Dutch Square Mall in front of Office Depot and at Columbia Place Mall at the Park Lane Road entrance. Look for the big truck in Orangeburg next to Superior Kia across from Hardy's on 301. Crazy deals on Kansas City Strips, fillets, bacon wrap fillets, mega ribeyes and get 20 ribeyes for $40. Three locations around Columbia open 10A to 6 p. in the parking lot at Dutch Square Mall, Columbia Place Mall and in Orangeburg next to Superior Kia. Don't wait. Lawton Swan
3: here, and I know in sports we're always talking about the big guy. Well, let me tell you, when you're buying a car, you don't need that. What you need to do is head down to Orangeburg to my good friends at Ferry Chevrolet Cadillac. Four generations of family-owned business right there at Ferry Chevrolet. No dock fees, no tricks, straightforward pricing in a low-pressure environment you'll love. Check them out online, ferrychevrolet.com, or call them, 803-536-1600. It's Fairy
5: Chevrolet Cadillac, just a short 30-minute drive off of exit 145A in Orangeburg. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes, and you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work, (laughs) I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40. One more if you're not physically active. Another finger if anyone in your family has type two diabetes. Another if you've got high blood pressure. If you're overweight, raise another finger. Two if you're very overweight. And three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio pre-diabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse, because prediabetes
1: can be reversed.
2: Brought to you by the Ad Council and its Prediabetes Awareness Partners. I can't believe you found them.
1: He seems sorry.
2: We very clearly told him not to look up there.
6: I'm honestly impressed that he was able to do it.
2: Right? What did he balance on that big
0: chair? Yeah,
6: I mean, I guess he'll just know what his gifts are this year.
0: I really thought we had hidden them well.
6: If they can find their presence, they can find a gun.
0: 911, what is your emergency?
6: Every day, eight kids and teens are unintentionally killed or injured by loaded and unlocked guns. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and N Family Fire. Major key alert. Don't ever play yourself. Life is like school. You will be tested. So pass it learn the real major keys to getting to college at GetSchool.com. Stay focused. Now that's a major key alert. Brought to you by Schooled and the Ad Council. Fox Sports Radio 1400. Online at FoxSportsRadio 1400.com. On your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox and Sonos. And iHeartRadio station. What have you done for me lately?
3: It's a fair question. Just don't lose sight of the bigger picture. Don't forget history. Lucky for us at Clemson, the answer to the questions, what have you done for me lately, and what have you done always, are the same. We win. Final segment on a Monday afternoon to show of the Shicks of Southland, Long and Swan. All right, Ben Zero, chopping it, in. dude. Where you been, Ben Zero? Well, it's been a minute, man. We, I, I can't tell you the last time I've heard from Ben Zero. Not that I remember. Hit us up more often, Ben Zero. I mean, look, we got Gamecocks peeking over the fence, so you could continue to peek over the fence at the best radio show in the nation. Ah, That one still feels good. Cleveland, man, where are you? You can call us, 803-450-0086. Leave us a message. We'll play it. You can text that number anytime. Ben Zero says, with the top two in the ACC being selected based on winning percentage, do you think some teams will pretend to be sick (laughs) the week they're supposed to play Clemson? (laughs) Ben Zero, it's funny you bring that up. (laughs) I want to see real quick if I can... Get Boston College's schedule because I don't expect uh, Boston College to have a great season. Because I said when the when I saw that little ruling, when I saw that little tidbit, that little addendum to the the rules, I said, "Man, if you're Boston College, <laughs> just go out on the gridiron." Get to win your first game. I think they played Duke, maybe on the nineteenth. If that's BC's first game, pick up that dub, hang it up. We're done here. We'll see you guys. We'll see you guys in Charlotte. One <laughs> and in the league. We just can't quite make it. We just can't get any more games in our system. Yeah, their first game's at Duke. If I am Boston College and I win that game, I'm done. <laughs> We're hanging it up. We're gonna be prepping for Clemson. Yeah, but you gotta play Texas State, North Carolina. No, we don't. We're not feeling it. We got COVID nineteen outbreaks. I don't think we'll be I don't think we'll be good until mid to late December. We're one and oh, brother. Top that. Like <laughs> If I'm a coach on the hot seat, I want to win a game and then I want to have to shut it down based on the, the ACC's rules. Now, what would be interesting, I, I guess there's probably some other tiebreakers, but I imagine if Clemson were to go undefeated and say, I don't know, say, say Notre Dame and Clemson couldn't play uh, their matchup on November the 7th. Maybe then you could have two teams that go undefeated, but let's say one of them's nine and zero, and the other one's nine and zero or eight and zero, and then there's a team that's three and zero. I don't think three and zero is going to win in that scenario. So I mean, you may have to end up playing, but yeah, I kind of joked. I I don't think you're too far off on that front. I mean, if I'm Pittsburgh, I beat Austin P on the twelfth, and then I beat Syracuse on the nineteenth. Well, boys, we're shutting her down. We're not gonna play another game for a while. Just sit back, relax, put your feet up. We're 1-0 in league play. And I guess if the other teams would go like 8-2, well, they're behind you. I mean, if nobody else goes undefeated except for one team, you're in. What do you mean 9-1 Clemson didn't make the ACC championship? Boston College played two games they beat Austin P. And they beat, uh, or excuse me, who schedules this? Pitt played Austin P. and beat Syracuse and they're in? I mean, heck, for that matter, if you're pit, you find a way to beat, you got three games at home, you beat Austin P, then you beat Syracuse, Louisville, and NC State all at home, go on the road to Boston College, now you're 4-0 in league play, 5-0 overall, I'm done. I'm not playing Notre Dame or Miami or Florida State or Clemson or Virginia Tech. We're done. We're just gonna... Remember that old game, uh, Card Sharks? where they flipped over the card. You had it higher, lower, freeze. Like, that's Pittsburgh. That's some of these teams in the ACC right now. You win that one. All right, good, good, good. Yep, Win that one. Yeah, yeah, great, great, great. Win that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One more. Okay, okay. Freeze, freeze right there. We'll stop. We'll stop right there. We're not going to do anything. We're not going to do anything else. But but you have to play. No, 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 no. Oh, no, we're good. We're good. We're in the feed in league play. I don't know, Ben Zero. It's kind of crazy. Kind of crazy deal, but I'm assuming if there are multiple teams with the uh, undefeated records, it'll come down to how many games you played in one. You know, and if there's three teams and one's got eight wins, one's got seven, and one's got six, the eight and the seven are going. Because again, I have gotten past calling it a you know a season. We're playing a schedule. Some will play 10, some will play 8. I, I, It's hard to imagine even with the bye week set up the way they are. I mean, you've already had teams back up their games. And we're still, what, 12 days away from kickoff or whatever. So, yeah. Of course, we got full Clemson coverage coming up for you a little bit later this afternoon as the Tigers will be getting off of the gridiron about 7.40 in the p.m. Keep your eyeballs attuned uh, to that. Uh, over on Um, Several players we're going to hear from today, uh, including, uh, let's see, Tyler Davis, Clemson defensive lineman, uh, Matt Bockhorst, we're going to hear from him as well. So I think we got three guys today uh, on the docket. So keep your eyeballs open for that. Coming up just a little bit later again. We'll have it covered for you at ClemsonSportsTalk.com. Also, KJ Henry. Can't wait to hear from him, man. He's a great young man. And I think really going to be an asset for Clemson as a redshirt freshman. Which, with the new rules in place, he could be a redshirt freshman a year from now. we got to get out of here. Thank you for hanging out until tomorrow. Thank you to Ryan McGee, William Qualkenbush. As always, y'all take care now. And go Tigers!
6: Clemson Sports Talk with Lawton Swan on Columbia's home for sports. Fox Sports Radio 1400.